Welcome, my flock. It's your pastor, Wolf the Dog, and I'm here to give you a sermon about the merits of garbage collection. We are the only trash-based ministry that will broadcast you all live from 694.2 PTBP. I pray for y'all every day, hoping that a bounty of trash will fill your bellies, as it always does mine. For some reason, my producer keeps yapping on about how it's December the 6th or something. And it's about like 4 p.m. or something thereabouts. I don't know. I just wish he'd stop yammering. Time means nothing in the house of the Lord. Wolf bless you, my children. And Wolf bless this mess. It's a new Howlin' with Wolf. This week's Howlin' with Wolf comes from at Megan is a nerd, who tweeted about the show way back in September. She writes, Dear Mr. Wolf, while my fellow agents and I were investigating some issues in contention, we became trapped in some kind of temporal anomaly. My colleagues have been scattered to the four winds of time, and your broadcast seems to be the only constant. To Chad, Drew, and Sabrina, if you can hear this, I hope you catch up to my timeline soon so we can properly theorize about what the hell is going on here. Looking forward to catching your howls with a full pack soon, Mr. Wolf, from Megan. Well, Megan, my voice has been known to permeate through time and space. I beckon, but only a scant few hear the call. I know Chad, Drew, and Sabrina will hear your message, because any Chosen will hear a message when I so command it of the cosmos. <laughs> but anyway, I do truly hope your friends find you, instead of being caught in some sort of horrible alternate timeline from which there is no return. Remember, if you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag at PretendingPod on Instagram or Twitter, tag pretending to be people on Facebook, fuck you Zuck Markerberg, or write a five-star review on iTunes and email us at PretendingPod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the show financially over on patreon.com slash pretendingpod. Five bucks a month instantly unlocks access to seven exclusive bonus episodes. The most recent one is a Q&A episode. Zach discusses his campaign notes. Justin reveals his relationship with me, Wolf the Dog. But I don't know who that motherfucker is, y'all. Luke and Thomas come up with names for Contention's Army Surplus Store, and Joe tells the story of a legitimate alien sighting. So legitimate, in fact, it could be up next in the news. The perhaps second iterations of the formal contention police officers got an address and phone number for the target. The co-founder and current majority shareholder of Bar Corp, Bruce Robin. Maggie Cook tossed them a folder full of information about Bar Corp, including a connection to Jesus Christ Ministries, the $2 billion projected gross profits for next year, and the listings for the other three entities with the highest stake in Bar Corp, Stacy Beans, Francis Beans, and the mill on the other side of the city. And then she burned John Lee Pettymore and dipped. Our terrible protagonist went to the downtown brownstone of Bruce Robin, a once respectable home and current shithole. The number 811-818-9520131181. <laughs>
Fuck. I feel like a piece of chicken that wasn't properly tenderized, brined, and marinated, and no one wants to eat me. Not even the dog. Wolf spit me out. I'm swept up, thrown in the trash. I am nothing. At the landfill, I land on a plastic bag named Phil. She's sweet, but I can't provide nutrients to a fucking piece of plastic. Can I, Phyllis Theodora Festerbone the Third? Fucking no, I cannot. <sighs> but what I can do is drop the beat that makes you bleat. It's kudzu with no backbone. Another week. Another doll hair? You're not going to trick me with that again. Oh my gosh, guys. Wait, if this is episode 56, I think it's our like year anniversary. Really? Or maybe last week was. The, so the date that we released the first three... December 2nd, I believe. So I looked it up. My podcast app says uh, November 18th. Yes. So the first episode got released because I submitted it to iTunes for approval and then they just uploaded it as soon uh, as they got approved. Gotcha. So then we did gotcha. like our official launch later. I, okay. I'm glad that you said that because it, it was incongruous in my brain that I was sure that we had our launch in December. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense now. Yeah. 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 It's been uh, I was actually thinking about this. Do you want to put out a special like one year episode where we just party on Mike? Mike Party. Mike Party. Who's Mike Party? You are I now. I know that guy. What does what Mike Party sound like, Joe? <laughs> He's Mike Party. Mike Party here. <laughs> Hope you're all having a good time. Uh, I brought cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are making your way to Bar Corp, and you're driving through this city, which again, just this like sickly thickness hanging in the air, and you see these flowers Everywhere. I want to touch it. Oh, you touch the sickness? Actually, you put your hand outside the window and you feel like physical resistance when you put it out, but it's probably just the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Physics rule, please. <laughs> None of you have a science, I would assume. You don't strike me as characters who would be uh, good at science. I have a zero percent in it. Same. I bet John Lee Pettymore would have been good at science, but he definitely uh, can't roll for it. Well, he was he was like there was one teacher who tried to reach out to him in like ninth grade biology, man. Yeah. He said, I just want to raise cars. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Hawkins just couldn't get through. John, at this point in your life, you're going to go in one of two different directions. You can't just keep turning left all the time. I was thinking more of like a robot voice since he said Hawkins. Jide. Like there's two paths that oh, you can fuck. take I'm at this point. Dude, I'm such an idiot. And never mind. I don't get it. You I can't mean. just turn left oh. your whole life. You are an idiot. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Luke Hawkins is the town from Stranger Things. I was okay. trying to go there. I was like, I robot. Do, I, I can't do, think I, of a Stranger Luke, Things. I love you. I'm a you moron. actually, yeah, you're the you're the person who thinks his name is Stephen Hawkins. <laughs> well, I realized as soon as I said it twice that I <laughs> and got no response from I the was room. Like, Fuck, I'm I am. Hawkins. 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 Okay. <laughs> Don't you guys get my joke? Hawkins? Hawkins? Oh my god. 
I'm t- You're every dumbass I'm, I went to high school I'm with. I'm method, <laughs> method acting uh, Keith. <laughs> Maybe too much. Yeah, you've been yeah. doing that your pull whole up, life. Pull up, pull <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, Releasing him. <laughs> can Keith Vigna do a pull up? Sure, yeah. No. <laughs> Keith Vigna? My strength's 55. Oh, shit. That's not great. That's below average. That's no, average. That's above average. Yeah, it's five above average. <laughs> I stand by it. So you guys are going to Bar Corp. <laughs> and the city is gross. And there's flowers. And Luke's an idiot. Yep. And there's a thickness in the air. And I love him. I love you. Uh-huh. I love me too. So is this going to be the tallest uh, building in the city? No, but it is 17 stories high so from what you top. can tell. As you pull up, you see the whole front is just covered in glass all the way from the bottom to the top. It's beautiful. And you can see as you're walking in, there are marble columns in the entry, the foyer that you see after you pass through the fun circular turnstile at the bottom leading into a large lobby. It's so fun. I'll go through it twice. (laughs) Clark Bishop wearing an old 70s or 80s contention PD uniform goes through the turnstile twice. Takes a lap. (laughs) Keith Vigna looks down at himself. I just realized, yeah, I do not look like a cop right we now. Did, yeah, we did want to roll into here looking like cops. Can we uh, go to a thrift store? Or yeah, I guess, and get yeah. some blue windbreakers. Okay. We spray paint the FBI <laughs> on the backs. You don't need it. <laughs> Let's cut to that montage right now. Oh, that's fun. Oh, they're having fun. I put on a, a sparkly boa, and I'm like, uh. Everyone's got their arms crossed, and they shake their head no. Ooh. You come back with a tiara and they're all like two thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you guys wearing? A blue windbreaker. You know how when you go to a thrift store sometimes you'll just find like seven of the same like shitty company. Yeah, it, yeah. Can, it can be a windbreaker. It can be a t-shirt or whatever. They all have that like gray cottony cloth on the inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Nice. So we found three blue ones of those that are just blank. Um, could have been for a sports team. Yeah, you you find yay you you find them they they're all f- they all fit you well pretty nondescript so you can make them look however you would like to make them look. Then I also I grab any cowboy hat I find there and throw it on. Nice. I grab one of those obviously fake police hat. <laughs> it's from a Halloween costume. Yeah, right. I put that on. It's got the plastic bag yeah, in the front of exactly. it, exactly, with no words on right. it. <laughs> yeah, that'll help. Yeah, I have that on, and then I keep all my other clothes on. Yeah, I'm keeping my uh, uniform on and just putting the windbreaker over it. Okay, so Keith Vigna, describe what you're wearing. I think big, like cargo shorts. I think they're teal. Teal, big cargo shorts, a like bright orange. Polo, I believe that's correct. And Sperry's boat shoes with a Halloween cop hat and a blue windbreaker. Maybe we should address your bottom layers too, Keith. It's December and uh, <laughs> it's gotten pretty cold, so you've got goose pimples all over your shins, baby. Uh, looking around, I find goose pimples uh, like a Carhartt one piece long sleeve that is connected to the pants, too. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, I put that on overalls. Well, like coveralls. coveralls, yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I they cover your overalls. The full, the full, the thing. full thing. I put those on, 
and some boots. Okay. With a blue windbreaker and are you keeping the hat? I'm keeping the hat. And then I just ditch the clothes that I came in. And so you're just you're just free and easy underneath. <laughs> yeah. Underneath yes. cover all, free huh? and easy under my coveralls. You put the clothes that you were wearing onto the rag. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's how you think this works. <laughs> yes. It's like uh, this is a great. take a penny, just leave a penny. Exactly. Store, right? Exactly. <laughs> Everything you bought was yellow tag, and it just happens to be 50% off yellow tag day. Fucking love. Nice. Now to the 17th floor. Now, immediately, standing exactly where you were before, but wearing what you're wearing now, Clark, Keith, Pettymore, you guys show up to the headquarters of Bar Corp. Is there anyone in the lobby? There is no one in the lobby except for a security guard and a secretary sitting at a large marble desk on the far end from you. And behind them, there's an extremely large mural painted on the wall. And it is the painting of George Washington crossing the Delaware, except for replacing all the guns our flowers. Was there signage on this building as we walked in? Do they do they advertise that they are headquartered here? No. Okay. Is there a directory like by a elevator or something? Seventeenth floor. I mean, just to see if this is only Bar Corp or if there's other stuff in this building. There is a directory, and you would see that the floors are separated into different departments within Bar Corp, but they are all under the umbrella. Is there a uh, Jesus Christ Ministries part on, uh, here? There is. What else uh, was under in that envelope that we had found? It was Jesus Christ Ministries Health and Rehabilitation Unlimited and the Learning Center. Can I? I don't know if it's a role or just a knowledge that Clark would have, but reading the directory, are there any businesses or institutions that spring out as that's a contention thing that we know for sure contention has one of this company? Well, this is where the Clinkers corporate headquarters are, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, no, you would not recognize any of these names from your small town of contention. Okay. And what is the 17th floor? What is it described as? It's actually not on the directory. Does it stop at 16 or does it stop even before that? It stops at 12. Is the elevator somewhere we can just go up to it? Or Yeah, I want to I flash my badge at the security guard. We've got an appointment with Winifred Worth. We're on our way up. Roll persuade or law or bureaucracy. Uh, 47 on a 60 for persuade. The silent security guard motions that that is okay, and the secretary sitting nearby is too busy looking at the computer screen to even pay attention. Does she have a name tag? A place? A the doctor is actually a man. The what? The oh, doctor. the doctor is actually a man. Does this... Uh, does that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the secretary was his dad. What? Oh, God, this says Luke. Oh, that was really do they, dumb. Do they have a placard? She has a placard. Yeah. Does it, what's her What's her name? Uh, it's not Winifred. It's kind of what I was saying. She's, oh no, she's it's uh, Ginger Evans. Cool. That's a pretty hot name. Uh, is there a button for the 17th floor in the elevator? <laughs> when you go into the elevator, you see that there are buttons for 1 through 12. Uh, you guys just want to go to 12 and I assume take some stairs up then? or We could ask that security yeah, guard. Yeah, I, I guess I just want to be like, hey, buddy, we're supposed to be on the 17th floor. This only goes up to 12. He points to the, it's a different elevator. Grazie. And uh, I've been learning Italian. <laughs> Did that come with the Kevin body? Did it? <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you know, no, they, I mean, John Lee Pettymore has mysteries that is <laughs> a rich inner life. As you go into the elevator that he points you to, as the door closes, you hear a as he gets on a little uh, walkie talkie. Do we hear what he says? He initiated it. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, this elevator has 14 through 17 listed. 17? 17. Or. They already clicked the button, okay. Clark. All good. I mean, you but still yeah, have what, what time you, as it which, goes up exactly, to click a lower click button. Yeah. Uh, just, is there any advantage to maybe not going straight to the top? Maybe walking at the maybe final go to floor 16th or something? and then. We could definitely uh, we could go through all sixteen other floors first. <laughs> really make sure we've done a search roll for everything. You guys are gonna have to kill so many people, <laughs> Zach. You've you've got that prepared, right? You've got you've got all all sixteen, all NPCs. seventeen floors just <laughs> statted out. Oh yeah, I make stats for everybody. <laughs> uh, do you, you better have some fucking stats for Winifred Worth? Cause <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she, she's about to get in some combat. Uh, do you do you want to try to go up the stairs to the last one, or just come right just, out the? I just thrown it out there. It's a part of the, maybe an element of surprise is they don't see the elevator doors open with us in it. Yeah, I mean, but our since we're dressed, since we are cops and guess, also dressed yeah, up as cops, as far just, as yeah, we're above board for now, yeah. right? Oh, guys, we just reached the seventeenth floor. Ding, while ding. We were talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the door opens, and standing directly in front of the elevator door is a man with a machine gun. Mows you down. (laughs) Is a woman. She is small in stature. She has shock white hair. She is wearing a very dope outfit. Her blouse is white satin, and the left half is black, striped vertically. Her pants are the same material, high-waisted, and one of her pant legs on the opposite side. Yeah, the right side is striped. It's striped backwards. So yeah, they're catty corner. And then she is wearing white platform shoes that have studs all around the sole. And on her hands, which she has folded neatly together, she has silver rings. And it seems to actually just be one big ring that wraps in and out of her fingers. Would you say that she like would brass be... brass knuckles? Almost like brass knuckles. Would she be trying to procure 101 Dalmatians? <laughs> <laughs> I expected you. Can I get a sense of age? She is either 58 or a really, really good 72. Tight. Or somewhere in between. Gotcha. There's uh, no fucking way she's 73, Joe. <laughs> she couldn't be the way she looks. How old are you, Winifred? <laughs> well, that's exactly not the question that I expected to come out of your mouth first, but I am 71. Damn, you was that's, right. That's about what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been working for uh, Mr. Beans? I'm sorry. What is your business here? Well, ma'am, I think it's pretty obvious from our uh, very official windbreakers that we're the police. Yes. From contention? Yeah, our buddy here has, uh, you know, he wants wants to commiserate. Beans, sorry, for you, I suppose. That's what you'd like to be known as these days. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Roll disguise. (laughs) Damn, 32 on a 30. Oh, <laughs> I can see right through whatever. Th- she looks at you. This is. 
And Clark Bishop. Ma'am. And then she looks back at Keith. So, do you have the list of questions for me? You don't know who I am? I assume you're someone. Is that correct? More or less. You don't you don't know him, but you know me. How do you know how do you know my name? The internet? Vast. So much knowledge. Just at your fingertips. What'd you do? Google Keith's friends? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I want to Google that in my smartphone real quick and see what's coming up. It's a picture of Clark Bishop, and it says, uh, John Lee Pettymore is no longer my best friend. Friendship Friendship with John Lee Pettymore ended. Vigna is my new friend. Yes, I don't know all the memes, but I I got your name from that. You like that Baby Yoda meme? I'm unaware. Oh, it's he's a little cute rascal. Well, uh, we're just gonna go ahead and go in, go on in there and talk to talk to Bruce. Well, first off, if you'd like to hand me the questions that you have prepared, top secret. <laughs> police police business, ma'am. We're, this isn't a friendly call; it's a work call. While they're talking, I want to look around this floor we're on and see. Are we the only ones here with her? Yes. Yeah. And it's not like a busy office. This has a long hallway and the floor is marble and the walls are lined with similar murals as the one that you saw upon your entry. They are Renaissance America. Wait, what is that time period called in America? The early. The Renaissance? <laughs> I, I like just said a word. Revolutionary. Okay. There wasn't an America. <laughs> He's asking what you call that type of art that crossing the Delaware is, which I don't know. Boring. (laughs) (laughs) That word. Colonial? Is it colonial art? Thomas doesn't know, but he knows it's not that. (laughs) There's a lot of different American, like, painting schools. Sure, it's one of them. Yeah. Are they all flowered yes okay and they're all i mean so we can't come up with the name of that time period but they're all that time period yes okay i want to kind of like uh gesture to her almost conspiratorially and like nod to take her off to the side listen ma'am he's just absolutely torn up to hell about his his brother and he thinks that he thinks that mr robin's the only person in the world who might understand can you see it in your heart to let him ask these questions personally and I'd like to try to persuade her. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have you roll against her instead of at a disadvantage. Fuck. She passed with a 26. I passed, but with an 8. Which would have been great if this wasn't contested. She whispers up into your ear, That's very well and good, sir. However, you don't have any jurisdiction here, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave. So now I want to push her to the ground and run right past her. Oh, shit. Okay, roll unarmed combat for me. Ha. Fuck, is this contested? Yep, she passed with a 17. Oh, <gasps> that's what he got. I rolled a 17. Ty goes to the pusher. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking bummed when I rolled that. I was like, damn it. <laughs> uh, did you fucking really roll 17? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, why would you lie, lie before you say my roll? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. None of us do that. I don't hide no, my we... rolls from you guys. I just sit far enough yeah, away it's that you true. see you don't make it. Yeah. So, describe what you push with 
<laughs> I I give her a look like I am so sorry, ma'am. And then I just like fucking suplex her to the ground. Keith, run! And I I see this happen, and I run towards where I think the office is. It's just a door at the end of the hallway. <laughs> There's right? a door yeah. at the end of the hallway. Yeah. Big I, uh, double doors. As they take off running, I look down at her, and I kind of do a half-hearted shrug <laughs> and follow. Thomas, if you could roll a d6 for damage. Oh. <laughs> It's the only time I'm going to lie about a roll and say I got a one. I got a four. <laughs> he's, as he hears like something crack, he's like, I'm so sorry. We're, we're really hoping she looked bad for 50. You put her down right on her hip. Oh. And just and hear, you like hear a this snap crunch. <laughs> Basically, hey, this got really sad. <laughs> the good news is she ain't getting up. <laughs> Hip, no. Well, maybe you should have let a grieving man talk to the only person in the world who would understand. I am truly sorry, though, and I run off after him. I don't think you're truly sorry. I think you're white claw sorry because you're adhering to no laws. I'm spindrift, tired of your shit. <laughs> So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, ma'am. And uh, we'll get an ambulance on its way. But we gotta. Uh, t- uh, and I just walk, keep walking by. Okay. She pulls out her phone and <laughs> dials nine one one. I kick that out of her hands, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I'm gonna do the dialing because I don't think you're just gonna call the hospital. I think you're gonna call the police on us. Okay. And I, I show her that like I'm calling nine one one too, and I'm like, you know what? You can tell them anything you want once they get here, but we need a few minutes with Mr. Robin. Nine one one, what's your emergency? Oh my God, my mother just fell on the seventeenth floor of the Barcourt building. Barcourt building. She broke her damn hip. You need to get here fast, or you know, take your time. She's a tough old bean. Sir, if you could stay on the line for me, what's the Whoops. address of the Barcourt building? Oh, it's uh, 501 East Fake Street. And what is your name, sir? Keith Vigna. <laughs> and what is your mother's <laughs> name, sir? Uh, Winifred Worth. Sir, we have people on their way right now. If you could stay on the line with me, oh, I'd like to oh, ask you oh, a sorry, couple more questions. Sorry, my phone's questions. dying. Beep! You just say beep into the phone. I say beep and hang up. <laughs> Sir, you're still... <laughs> Sir, I heard you say beep. Okay, so you make your way to the end of the hall, and I need whoever has the highest alertness to roll alertness for I've got me. 60. You got a 70? Clark I have 60. Bishop, roll in alertness. Gonna get some dice with numbers on them. You turn around to see Winifred pull out another cell phone from her other pocket. Uh, 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 Winnie, Winnie now, darling. Also, I told you you'd need to stand out, Winnie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk to her for one sentence, and then we'll just push her on the ground. Well, you made us do it. <laughs> I didn't feel you, like that. You wanted it. You... <laughs> You set this whole situation up. I didn't. I'm so sorry. I don't know why you would push a nice old lady who's just trying to do her job. Ma'am, frankly, uh, I'm real sorry about your hip I am, but there's some extra-worldly shit going on, and your boss might be involved in it. And we're just trying to literally save the fucking earth, starting with our town and this city. So, I mean, I'm sure you've got great medical through Barcor. You're the fucking CEOs. Both CEOs. There are three. 
three men here, and they have pushed I me to the it, ground. I kick it out of her. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Winnie. Damn it. Can we be friends here? After all this? Let's start again. <laughs> I, we're just, yeah, fuck Winifred. I, I'm at the double get, doors, yeah. and I'm like, guys, get the fuck over here. Come on. The doors are locked. I uh, have lock picking. Oh. That might be useful. I'd also like to search. Uh, I got a 45 on a 50. Winifred for the keys. <laughs> Does she have a desk? No, there's no desk in this hallway. Okay. I'm looking at her, like, her eyeballs and her fingerprints, and I'm like, what if she is the key? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually normally pubic hair that gets oh, you good. into different locations, just right under the armpit. I picked the lock. Pick the lock. And Thomas John, Kevin Lee Pettymore hears the door open as you're going toward Winifred to try to find the keys on her. Uh, I'd still like to do a search roll on her. I want to frisk her for any other cell phones. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll search. <laughs> Fail. Okay, you don't find her third cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Wily old bat. You open one of these double doors into a large office in a state of slight chaos. To your right, there's a wall entirely comprised of a single large bookcase that seems to have been recently fingered through books at a time, some of which have been left scattered about the reading area haphazardly. To your left, a conference table with eight chairs is completely overrun with file folders, large binders, and loose papers. Ahead of you is a large desk in a similar condition and five deep button, high backed leather chairs that sit in a half circle facing the desk and the panicked pacing man behind it, jerkily moving back and forth in front of the large window that makes up the back wall of this office, giving you all a bird's eye view of the city somehow both lackluster and rancid, Bruce Robin is muttering to himself. He's wearing a black nothing. <laughs> a black nothing. <laughs> He's wearing black pants. How do they fit? Just right. Well tailored, these pants. And a white shirt, no tie, top button unbuttoned, and a crushed red velvet, like burgundy smoking jacket. And his hair is all askew, just like mop style all over his head. And it doesn't suit his face or the way that he is dressed. I need you all to roll alertness, all three of you. Fail. Fail. Pass. 62 on a 70. You can hear him very faintly under his breath. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 811818952. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Likey. Yeah. Mr. Ro- Mr. Robbins? Yeah. And he turns. He looks. He's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, what are you guys, hey, 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 what are you guys doing? Hey, what are you guys doing up here? Well, we we came to talk to you, sir. What were those numbers you were just muttering? I, I, I heard that. What, 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 were, what were those? Real human. That's a fail. Can we can we all roll? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fail. I pass. Ooh. 47 on 80. You got 80 human? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> numbers. I I don't eight one one eight. You know, you just said it. I didn't. No, no numbers eight, for one, me. Eight, nine, five, two, zero, one, three, no, no. One, Stop! One, eight, one, hey, one, hey, one, hey. Nine. 
Mm, yeah. What's, no, what's Bruce that mean no to you, Mr. Bruce, no likey. No, well, you just Bruce, said no Bruce likey. did likey. Mm, no. Come on. Come on. Hey, guys, come on. Come on over here and sit down. Sit down in these chairs right here. Yeah. Come on, Bruce will likey if you sit down. Yeah. I'm actually very comfortable standing, sir. Yeah, Clark doesn't take a seat either. He immediately walks over, and there is a glass on his desk, like a rocks glass, and he picks it up. And he holds it in his hand with like white knuckles and he walks toward you guys and he's like, I think maybe you should just <laughs> probably just sit in the seats, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then we can talk. Yeah. Clark puts his hand on his gun. No, 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 no. There's no need for any of that business then, here. Then you can put that glass down and step back behind the desk there. All right. Well, come on down. Come on down. And he, uh, he walks over to his desk and he kind of slides across the top of it to go sit on the other side. Cool. I'll uh, I'll I'll walk over directly on his belly. <laughs> so he just like like a fat kid getting out of a pool, just like <laughs> sets his belly down on the on the desk and then like slowly tips over and then <laughs> pops up, from rotates them. around to the side. Uh, I'll go. Keith goes and sits at the the chair. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Likey. Yeah, do that. I'll stand near a chair, but I'm not going to sit in it. I'm going to stand behind the chair that Keith's in. All right. Kind of with my, like, hand on the, not on his shoulders, but, like, on the top of the chair. Hand shoes and horse grenades. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, can I I do a check that we're not standing on, like, a trap door? Oh, sure. Zach's (laughs) like, ooh, there is a trap door. (laughs) Roll dexterity. Uh, no, you can roll search, I guess. I was afraid you were going to say that. And I don't 20% have it. for you, sir. I fail. 97. You don't seem to be standing anywhere except for right next to a very comfy chair. Okay. Do you know who I am? He just stares at you. You can answer his question, Bruce. <laughs> you're not... You're not with... Um, and you notice as he's just like pondering your question, blood on his knuckles, like a from a cut or a scrape or something, or, or from punching. And which one? Oh, you don't know. I mean, it would be Sorry, like, yeah, okay, just kind of red and cut up. He's also wearing a silver ring with a blank flat top on his middle finger on his left hand. Is that something we've seen before? Yeah, I I, 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 I nod. I motion with my head and eyes at Keith and John at the ring. It looks like one of those rings I found. Is that one of the rings that we found at Jim Cook's house? Okay. And when you rubbed it, light came out of it or something? Or? It's when you put it on, I think. Oh, the M. It was the M made oh, out yeah. of four du- double helices. Double helix, yeah. Was I there for that? You were. At Jim Cook, Cook's house when I got pushed through the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in there. It was in the kitchen. Or I in think. the kitchen, yeah. Well, I mean, I found it in the bathroom, but then I laid it on the counter when mm-hmm. I left. Had and then we came back and it. looked at it. Yeah, yep. I did. Wait, you have I have that around my neck on a chain. You do, (laughs) yeah, you do. Uh, I show him the goddamn ring. Yeah, I I take it off like the necklace part, and I just kind of show it to him, but I don't say anything. His eyes get massive in an excited way or a scared way. Both, and he is very careful with his words. Are you? uh, Are you with? So sorry. <laughs> John does that. <laughs> he waves. He's like, wait, 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 wait. 
I was waving off Zach like, don't get too far into that. <laughs> Myriad. A nod. Okay. Well, if it's coming, let it happen. And he sits down in the chair behind the desk, kind of hangs his head. Myriad was that robot company. They made the androids. Yeah, we found a file in Jim. Do I do this in character? No, you out of character. Okay. We can just talk about what you guys know about Myriad. We found all those folders in Jim Cook's secret room in right. his house. And folder one was called Operation Stapler, and it had the M helix and we figured out that that meant myriad and it had to do with respecting androids to cut down on costs to sell to other companies. And that's and when we also found, yeah, we also saw the same M logo Hulk on puncher. Did well, yes, that's when we learned about Hulk puncher and some other things, yeah. but we also saw the myriad logo on the Android who attacked us outside of, uh, that's right. It was on the, on the crotch of the James, the mill workers, house. James yeah. the mill workers house. Yeah. And I've got the ring, that has that symbol on it as well. Did it glow or something when I put it on or when I like rubbed it? It was when you put it on because it didn't do anything for me when I found it originally, but I never put it on. Okay. So at this point, what, I'm just holding it? Out. Confirmed. And when you say yes... I slip the ring on. With his head slumped down, tongue flitting back and forth across his top lip, Bruce Robbins' eyes shift up to stare past you through a messy curtain of unwashed hair, and he begins chanting, I, I want to say Sir, sir, stop. I, I jump across the de- desk and punch him. Okay, so we are going to roll against each other dexterity. However, I'm going to give you a plus 40 for your Pulp Cthulhu talent that you took to do combat first. Oh, gotcha. Cool. Okay. I succeed with a 50. I crit pass a 33. Yeah, baby. The crit trumps the lower, the fact that I'm still lower, right? It absolutely does. Yes. I Superman leap across the desk, landing the punch in flight. (laughs) And 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 I think that's going to probably tackle the chair over Uh and we'll be laying on the ground. But I've knocked the fuck out of this dude's jaw. Roll unarmed combat. I pass a 47 on a 70. I failed. So roll a d6. A four? As you tackle him, the chair tips over backwards. Yes, a punch from Clark Bishop is the exact same. And you hear a snap as a sip. (laughs) (laughs) It's the exact same damage. As you tackle him to the floor, you actually see... Oh, I... A pistol in his hand gets knocked just out of his reach, and uh, he had grabbed it underneath his desk with his head down. Dude, I I wanted to say I was starting to haunt him, uh, haunt and Greedo, like gun at the table, but I didn't. So I'm really glad you knocked that gun out of his hand. Yep. Um, As soon as as that happens, I want to shut his talk box. I want to jump over the desk as well. And what I want to do is I want to try to stomp on his hand and then pull the ring off of his hand as well okay uh roll unarmed combat against him and i'll give him a negative 40 for being pinned essentially fuck 
I got a hundred. Oh shit. When you go to stomp on his hand, he grabs the bottom of your foot and he just pushes and you fall on your ass. Oh no. I want to grab anything I can, uh, a box of like tissues, maybe a tie that he took off, anything I can see and I want to just shove it in his mouth. You can grab the tie that he took off. It's on his desk. Okay. I want to I want to try to just like throw that in his Ta-wee-la-la-la-la. spell speaker. Hush now. Alright, so you're gonna roll strength against him, and I'll give him a negative. He passed with a 31. I failed 54 and a 50. Oh shit. And he keeps he he like keeps his teeth gritted together so you can't make it through his big old chompies. Unclench your chompers. Can I punch him again? Uh yes, and he will actually go now. So he's going to make an attempt to get you off of him. Okay. Uh, so if you're going to punch him, he's going to roll on uncommon against you as well. Contested me and you? Yes, sir. Okay. But when you rear back to punch, he succeeds with a 51. I fail. So he simply gets you off of him. <laughs> That's a wrap best. on pretending to be people. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> buy a clark a drink first and he's gonna grab the gun so he this round is able to grab the gun again he has it so it is clark bishop's turn he has the gun yes and he is continuing his chant you can hear it right now in the background is he standing? No, he's still on the ground. I think I just want to punch him again. Yeah, just a real quick synopsis of what this looks like currently. He's on his back on the back of the chair with his like head on the ground and his legs like up in the air. Keith is on his ass trying to recover from getting like rush hour Lift two flipped on, on his back <laughs> and John Lee Pettymore is like straddling him trying to get this tie in his mouth. Temporarily he's just like got a tie full of saliva that he's like shaking <laughs> off his hands. <laughs> <laughs> So you're going to go to punch him. I yeah, uh, is he holding the gun? He is holding the gun. I think I would I mean whatever whatever role you need for I, I would be keeping my hand on his hand keep, keeping that gun away. Okay, so that'll be unarmed combat okay. and a pin attempt. I pass a 10. I crit pass. Shit. With an 11. Shit. The gun merges into his hand. <laughs> Man becomes one with machine. <laughs> it's no longer possible to disarm him. Keith, you're up. It is impossible to disarm him. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's got a real fucking tight grip on the gun, though, and he is, like, far more maneuverable at this juncture for this round because of that critical success. I get up, I pull my gun out, and I shoot him in the stomach. Draw your gun, roll firearms. 64 and a 70. Do you say anything terrible when you do this? No, I just kind of, I see the gun, I see the gun, (laughs) I see the gun waving around and just, I don't want to see Clark get shot. I don't have the stomach for this kind of work. No, I don't. He says nothing cool. He just reacts immediately and pops one. Oh, shit. Blood splatters out and gets all over John Lee Pettymore. Oh, my new windbreaker. Whose turn it is currently. (laughs) It's $2.50. 
any <laughs> half off yellow tat um <laughs> buck 25 uh it's new to you though would i have time to talk to him in between a combat round yeah are you gonna stay down motherfucker are you gonna answer our questions i want to just like smack him in the face with my pistol the butt of my gun okay i actually i forgot to have luke roll damage so roll a d10 uh, yes. for damage unless you did you grab at this point Fuck. Do I have my tiny gun or do I just have a service pistol? You have your tiny gun. I Can think I, you have the Do tiny I have gun. a service pistol as well? Yes. I want to shoot him with just a regular pistol, not the tiny powerful one. If I Clark got a handful of pistols from the Circle of Knowledge, so you guys w- would all have okay. one. So I want to shoot him with There just were just a, like seven sitting around that accord. Yeah. I want to uh, I want to <laughs> shoot lay, him just laying in the back seat, <laughs> yeah. sticking out of the gun box. Hey, you guys want a gun? I got some. <laughs> so, uh still a 10 for that or Yeah. D10. A little bouquet of... Uh, <laughs> a seven. Seven. Okay, yeah. so... Oh, man, okay. He passes a constitution check to stay with it, and he is going to continue bleeding onto the floor, pooling in this chair. It is one of those chairs that we like to describe on this show that has the buttons deep pushed in, so there's blood pooling like syrup in a waffle into the back Uh, of this chair. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) Thomas, go ahead and roll a human. Okay. Ooh, eight. Hugh looks at you and he's like, yeah, yeah, Bruce no likey. Bruce Bruce will stop. Yeah, Bruce no likey. Bruce will stop. John no likey when you do that. Stop that. That's what I know like. You want Keith to shoot you again and you're gutty? You know, like you that, right? He continues chanting. I'm a little exasperated with him. I want to look around down the hallway and see what Winifred's doing. As you turn to look back down the hallway, your ear starts ringing because a gunshot just went off. And as soon as you turn around, you see Bruce Robin has pointed the gun to his own head and has committed suicide in front of Clark Bishop and Keith Vigna. I need you all to roll sanity, except for Keith Vigna. Mission accomplished, boys. Who does not have to roll sanity when humans die. (laughs) That's correct. That's a great uh, (laughs) skill to take in Delta Green. Fuck. Crit fail, 77. Uh, Just a regular fail for me. Clark Bishop loses one sanity, and John Lee Pettymore loses two sanity. I'm at 14. (sighs) Fuck! He's just covered in this dude's, like, blood, and he's kind of out of it for a second. Keith walks over and gets the ring off his finger. Keith, you get the ring off of his finger, and when you turn around you see that John Lee Pettymore is writing on the desk in blood two, one, eight, two, John? one, John. three, five, I grab his hand. one. Thomas looking up, you have no recollection of writing this. Do you stop him before he's done? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's freaking me out that he's not responding and then seeing those numbers and hearing those numbers from Bruce moments before, it's it's all adding up to something bad. So Clark is putting a stop to that as quick as possible. What? John, what, what was, why were you writing those numbers? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's been a rough couple days. Uh, just having that guy's face blow up all over me like that. <laughs> That shook me just a little bit. But hey, uh, 
listen, Maggie sent us here to kill this fuck. He's dead. Let's strip him, search the office, and uh, fucking report back, I guess. Clark is kind of <laughs> bewildered, one. nodding. One. Do, those, do those numbers mean something to you, John? What numbers? Those, and I pointed at what he had been writing on the desk. Those those numbers that you were writing on the desk, does that mean something to you? I mean, that's the numbers he wrote. It must. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't. I'm a little shook up. I must have just been writing the last thing I remembered. Keith puts that ring on, so I've got two, two of them on. If I, like, touch them together, any, does anything happen? No, but they both uh, have the little... Your dick gets a little smaller. <laughs> are they are they exactly the same? <laughs> <laughs> they are the exact same. I'm going to string the second one onto that chain again and put it around my neck. And then all of a sudden, the double doors to Bruce Robbins' office swing open, and the three of you realize you aren't standing in the same place places you were just standing and none of you are wearing clothes but you are completely covered in warm blood and written in the same fresh blood from the lifeless body of Bruce Robin is a new set of numbers covering everything in the office the floor the walls the window everything over and over and over and over it repeats Two one eight two one three five one eight one five two nine one four, and you have no recollection. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs>